Welcome to The Sweat Room, a podcast of Watermark Wesleyan Church. Get it, got it, give it. Here in The Sweat Room, we dive into today's questions about sports and faith. I'd say just trust in God, like no matter what season you're in, you know, just trust him with, with your journey or, or where you're at. Um, you know, everyone goes through different different seasons of faith at different times, you know, and you never even know where other people might be at or what they're going through. So I just say trust in him and encourage each other. And now here's your hosts, Noah and Bjorn. What is going on, everybody? Welcome to the 48th episode of The Sweat Room. My name is Noah Corston. Alongside my co-host, Bjorn Webb, we're so pumped and so honored to have you today for our second week of our UB football series featuring quarterback, UB quarterback, Casey Case. If you're not familiar with Casey Case, he was a redshirt freshman last year, and his major is in business ad- administration. He's 6'6". He's going to be the future of that program, and he's just an overall great guy. You guys are in for a treat today with quarterback Casey Case as we dive into a little of his faith journey, why he plays football, and so much more. So excited for today's episode with Casey Case. And if you're new to our podcast, our motto is get it, got it, give it. We're always in every phase of this, always learning, always teaching, and always applying. And we like to say here at the Sweat Room, everybody has a story. It's just a little bit different platform. Yes, the three G's are so important in our life, but what we've loved out of this podcast is getting to hear people's stories, guys like Casey Case. We interview high school athletes to professional athletes. Everybody has a story. It's just a little bit different platform, and that's one of our goals of this podcast, to give everyone who comes on this podcast a platform to share their story, share what God has taught them, and share what, what they're passionate about. That's what we loved out of this podcast. And before we dive in today's episode, I highly encourage you to go check us out on social at Watermarks sports on facebook and instagram and on twitter it's a little bit different it's at sweat room pod if you really enjoyed today's episode go share it with a friend and pass it on that would help us out and highly encourage take notes during this podcast maybe it's a thought maybe it's a note maybe it's a page but write some thoughts down and apply it to your week but even if you don't you can check us out at watermarkwesleyan.com slash blog we got an incredible blog going on there you can check that out each week for each episode so without further ado here is our episode with casey case we want to welcome to the sweat room casey case casey thanks for joining us no problem guys casey i this is fun we've gotten to bjorn and i have gotten to know you really over the past year i mean it'll be coming up a year around the summer but you're a florida guy florida boy so you're florida qb you fit the sunshine build like from remember the titans so i got a question is florida the best state in america for high school football and why i would say yes i mean you can go simply just off the fact that we have more nfl players than any other state so that's just kind of a a little flex but um (laughs) texas is good too texas is really good ohio's good um florida football is just different in that we're more speed. You know what I mean? Up north, everyone's, you got the big boys. Everyone's like really built. Like my senior year, we played a team, uh, we played a team in Georgia, um, but the team was from Ohio. So we, we met in the middle of uh, Georgia and we played them. And first half we were beating them pretty good just because we were like, we were just way faster. They hadn't seen anyone, you know, they hadn't seen 
the Florida speed, I guess. But then second half, we ended up actually losing the game because they just ground and pounded it the second half. And they had a huge offensive line, huge defensive line. And uh, it's just different football. You can, it's really cool to see it. Like it was cool to see it like mix, but overall, yes, I'd say Florida has the best football. I'm a little biased. I love it. <laughs> do you have a do you have a favorite football player, maybe in the NFL or college, that came out of Florida? Uh, I'm not even sure, to be honest. It's it's okay if you don't. I know I'm throwing you on the spot. <laughs> I honestly I don't. He's like me, me. I'm the one. <laughs> His name's uh, Casey Case, I, I, UB quarterback. I mean, what about Lamar Jackson? Lamar came out of Florida. There's so many amazing guys that have come out of Florida. Yeah, no, Lamar's amazing. I mean, we haven't really seen anything like him in the league since Michael Vick. But, uh, mm-hmm. I mean, even he's kind of on a different level than Vick. And uh, yeah. it's been cool to see his his throwing improve some. But there's a lot of people that kind of hate on him and don't think he's going to be successful. But, I don't know, I really like him. Mm. Well, as a as a Bills fan, I'm okay if he's not successful. If you know, maybe a better chance here in the AFC. <laughs> so, Casey, why don't you tell our listeners sort of what your build is as a QB? Um, so I'm six six. Uh, I was two sixteen this morning when I weighed in. <laughs> wow, we got on hey, the minute. That's awesome. That's I love it. Yeah, no, yeah, Coach. Is that how you started the season off? Were you at two sixteen? This season, no. I think during the season, I was about like around like 210 so i've gained a looking up yeah for sure it's, it's cool. actually a year ago so we just passed my like you know one year mark that i've been in the program because i came up i graduated early from high school so i could come up for spring ball last year so it's been like exactly a year and when i first came in i was like 200 on like a good day like 200 was like really good for me so it's been cool just to see like oh it's been like one year and i've you know gained a lot of weight so that's just good. yeah sure Back to the strength coaches for sure sure so given given your height specifically is there any qb that maybe you model your game after um or any you know qb that you look up to uh yeah i'd say physically uh, in terms of like how they play i'd have to go with guys like uh, jared goff and josh allen um you know they just kind of have the same build as me you know not like super thick but just tall well built well, I mean, Josh Allen's really thick. Um, but, <laughs> hey, if you uh, keep if you keep packing on 15 pounds a year, maybe you'll get there one day. I mean, yeah, he's about 235, 240. So, yeah, who knows? But I, I'd say those two, just how they play, just, you know, big, tall, tough quarterbacks, you know, definitely want to be like them. Very cool. Well, you kind of look like Jared Goff, too. Well, I, I've do, do, do people ever tell you that? Yes, I, I've caught that one before. <laughs> <laughs> well, for our listeners, this gives you extra incentive to go to our social media page and you'll have to see a picture of Casey and, <laughs> and let us know if you think he looks like Jared Goff. So what gravity, what gravitated you towards the game of football, Casey? Um, well, I started playing when I was really small, seven years old. Um, there's honestly my dad who put me in it. Um, he, uh, was a military guy. So, you know, he kind of like, that's where he kind of started his life, you know, joined the military when he was younger and he just saw football being kind of equal to the military. Like it's very disciplined. He's do a lot of good life lessons. So he put me in it and then I just ended up, I just never stopped playing. I'd always loved it. Um, loved the competition and I knew it was good for me, you know, just, you know, staying fit. Um, I don't know, just 
played ever since I was a kid. But I was was your approach to the game a little different because your dad did kind of have that military background at all? Yeah, he's he's always taught me like we're we're always early for everything. We're always on time for everything. I remember even when I was a kid and like we'd always run like sprints at the end of practice and stuff like. You know, I'd always like try to be first. My dad would always tell me like, oh, like, why weren't you first on that one? Like <laughs> always, or even like when we'd have like water breaks, like be the first one to run back to coach. You know what I mean? Like instead yeah. of everyone's always like walking back or I'd go get water and then I'd run back to the coach and like talk to him or like ask him questions, like just little stuff like that. Um, like dad kind of instilled in me at a young age. Sure, sure. Have you always played quarterback, you know, all through growing up or have you sort of hopped around a little bit? Yeah, so the first two years I played, I was defensive end. I was, you know, just really tall. So they put me there, and I had a lot of fun, actually. Um, you know, I was on the on the flip side, obviously, you know, getting sacks. But, yeah, I don't think it was until my third season that I actually started playing quarterback. Um, our team needed a quarterback, and we just kind of had, like, open tryouts. And I always had a pretty good arm. So I just, like, tried out, and then I ended up being the quarterback. Um, man, and just kind of went from there. The rest is history. The rest is yeah. history. So, Casey, I know a lot of athletes sort of through their years, everyone sort of has an injury or two. Have you had any sort of season-ending injury um, to this date? Yeah, so um, in sixth grade, I tore my ACL. Mm. That was kind of a big deal being for, you know, I was really small at the time. You know, sixth grade, it's kind of young to have a ACL reconstruction surgery. Yeah, for sure. Um, so, yeah, that was just a big moment in my life, you know, going through a year of therapy. Um, I really felt like I, I – that was where I really kind of made my faith my own. Mm. Um, I found my life first in that time, uh, which is James 1, 2 through 3. It says, consider pure joy, my brothers, and we face trials of many kinds because you know testing your faith develops perseverance, and perseverance will finish its works. So you may be mature and complete, not lacking anything. Um, that's just always my life for since that moment, because I really like, didn't understand like why God did this to me. I was like, you know, it was, it was pretty, like, it was kind of pain. It was pretty painful when it happened and obviously going through surgery and like, it kind of took up a year of my life. Like I had, you know, therapy like three times a week, you know, going to PT. Um, you know, I wasn't able to play, wasn't even allowed to be like in PE or, you know, anything physical It was just kind of all taken away from me. But, um, yeah, I just feel like God kind of taught me perseverance through that. That's awesome. So I love hearing just a little bit of, of that, of just your journey and just kind of what God taught you through even the tearing of an ACL at a young age. That that must have been terrible. So for you, you obviously you did well in high school. So during your high school career, how did, how did you choose UB instead of other schools? And how well, how good were you in high school? That's, that's another good question. I, I want to put you on the spot with a little bit. Uh, I had a pretty good high school career. Um, I started off when I was a uh, freshman. I was at a small private school. I ended up leaving there um, after my sophomore season to go to a bigger public school um, with about like five or 6,000 kids. Just, you know, just purely because I wanted to play college football. I knew I needed to go to a bigger school where they pass more and, you know, I just get more exposure. But, um, so yeah, I was a two year starter there. Uh, we won a lot of games, um, won a couple of playoff games, but, uh, never, never made it all the way. My senior year before my senior year, there's like, I don't know if you guys know about, um, 
how it kind of works with recruiting and all that. But you like go to a bunch of camps like the summer before or in the summer, usually you just go to a bunch of camps. And um, after my spring game, the Syracuse coach was there and he invited me to come up to a camp up here in New York at Syracuse and he wanted to watch me throw. So I came up through at the camp, had a really good day. Um, and the whole Buffalo staff actually just happened to be there. <laughs> and I met coach Z and all of them. And he just, we just kind of hit it off right away. And uh, he ended up offering me after that camp and uh, Syracuse was kind of like, they were like, all right, like we really like you. It's between you and like one other guy. Mm. And I ended up just committing to UV before my senior year, just cause they believed in me like right away. Like coach Z saw me, he offered me and he was like, he was like, I don't need to see anything else from you. Like, I want you to come and play for us. And me and my family prayed about it, did some research on Coach Lapold and the program and saw that, it, you know, it's been trending upwards for ever, ever since he's been here, it's been trending upwards. And, uh, you know, I just continued to build that relationship with Coach Z, the quarterback coach. And, um, yeah, the rest is history. Yeah, awesome. there you go. So this, this past season, 2020, was your first you know, official, I guess you would say playing season with the UB Bulls. And we all know it was a little different than maybe had planned, but what was, what was the season like for you personally? Um, it was interesting to start. Cause I mean, we, we weren't even going to have a season, like it got canceled. Everyone kind of dispersed and went home and I don't know. We were just, honestly, we were just blessed to come back and have a season. Mm. And, uh, it was definitely different when we came back. It was just like isolation, you know, testing all the time. I actually ended up getting, I actually got COVID. Um, I don't even know. Me and my roommates got it somehow. And I was in quarantine, like isolation quarantine for a couple of weeks. And I don't know, it was just, it was just very different for sure. But I was really proud of how our team persevered and, you know, was able to perform and have the season that we had. So I don't know. It was, it was definitely a different year. That's for yeah, sure. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. I, I, this season was a season like I really can't imagine for you guys. So it's cool to kind of see a little behind the scenes. I know your, your teammate, Evan Finnegan, he, he said something very similar. I, and especially coming from the Mac when they were kind of the first ones to say, Oh, we're not going to have a season. And then we're going to have a season Were were you guys, were you guys in panic mode at that point? Or were you guys just like, all right, here we go. We were just like, what? We were just like, when it got canceled, we were like, did that really just happen? Like, we were kind of, I think we kind of joked about it some. We were like, uh, like, it might get canceled. And then we ended up being the first conference to cancel. And then the other conferences just kind of started to follow. Right. And then they started to come back. And we, I think we were either one of the last or the last team to come back and figure it out and get, get the schedule all set up to actually have a season. So I don't know, just through it all, we were just, we were just praying that we could have a season. You know what I mean? That was kind of coach Leipold's message to us that he pushed throughout the season. He was like, you know, a couple of months ago, you know, all of you were, were begging for this opportunity, you know, like this is what you were, were praying and hoping for. And now we get it. So that was kind of a, a driving force for us this year, for sure. Yeah. That's awesome. So Casey, I know one of the things that we know about you is you're a follower of Christ and this is a sports and faith podcast. And, we just love hearing people's stories. That's kind of one of our mantras for this podcast. So for you, what is, how did you come to be, how did you become a, a follower of Christ? And yeah, just tell us about your journey 
of, cause I mean, you're a young, you're a young, really a young kid, but you're becoming a young man. So yeah. How, how did you start that journey of coming to know Christ? Um, well, I accepted Jesus into my heart at a young age. Um, I was raised in a, a Christian home. Uh, both my parents are Christian. You know, I grew up around the church, just always going to church. Um, like I said a little bit earlier, I don't really think like my faith really like became real to me until I had that injury in sixth grade. Mm. And I really was like, you know, kind of digging deep. Cause before that I was, you know, I was just a kid. I was kind of just on, on cruise control. Like, you know, I knew that I'd given my life to Jesus and I loved him and I was, you know, going to church and all that, but it didn't really like, I didn't face any adversity that really kind of like tested my faith until that moment. Um, but God taught me a lot through that experience. And then let's see another big, um, big moment in my life was switching schools. Like I mentioned earlier, I switched from private school to public school. Um, I loved my private school. It was a small private Christian school actually. So it was a really great Christian environment. And, um, I loved my coaches there. I loved all my teammates there and everything, but I, I made a promise to myself. Like I, I want to play college football. Like this is like what I want to do. Mm-hmm. And if I wanted to accomplish that, I knew I had to leave there, but I, you know, I was just kind of wrestling with like, like, is that really like my conviction or maybe like, does God want me to stay here at this private school or, you know, should I leave? And kind of through that, I was just praying and praying and, um, asking God for a sign, you know, me and my family. And it was actually a really cool experience because I went out to my little brother's flag football game and I was like helping coach, um, his flag football team. And one of his little friends on the flag football team, turns out his uncle was an NFL quarterback or still is, um, Trevor Simeon, who's been in the league for a while now, been, been on a couple teams. Yeah. I know. <laughs> no, oh, I know. I remember Trevor. <laughs> <laughs> he, uh, he actually came, he actually showed up to one of my little brother's games. Cause he was watching his nephew out there play. And I got to talking with him, you know, cause I was like, I saw him and I was like, Oh, I got to talk to him. So I started, started talking to him and he started asking me questions. I told him, I was like, you know, I'm trying to like, figure out right now if I want to like leave and go to a bigger school. Cause I've always wanted to play college ball and then go on the NFL one day. And he told me a little bit of his story and he actually went to a small private Christian school, like the same equivalent to the one that I was going to. Wow. And the same time before his junior year, he ended up switching, going to a big public school, a day in the same like division as public school I was considering going to. Wow. And he said that he made that decision for his, for to make his dream of playing college football a reality and yeah he told me about that and i i was just like wow like this is this is the sign i've been looking for and he was just like i i would recommend switching schools because i I did it and it worked out really well for me so uh, yeah i was just like this is definitely the sign i was looking for and the next week i was enrolled at winter park high school that's awesome the rest is history Oh, I love that. that. That's really cool. And I love, I love hearing just a little bit about how, you know, God answers our prayer requests. Um, sometimes in the way that is very easy to see and in the ways that we want. Um, and I know that's always a, you know, a struggle for me is, you know, I pray all the time, ask for a lot of things and half the time I'm like, all right, God didn't answer that prayer request. And it's like, oh, sometimes he says not yet, or maybe, or all this, but it's cool that you can see, yeah, we prayed for this and God gave us a clear answer. And as I've been following that, you know, it's all working out. Things are good. I see how it was a good decision. So I love to be able to 
reflect back on different prayers that we've had and see how they're answered. So yeah, thanks so much for sharing that. I appreciate that. So given that you're a Christian and football is a huge part of your life, you know, a big decision for you leaving schools is because of football. The reason you're at, you know, UB is largely because of football. How does your faith and football go together as being two big parts of your life? Um, I'd say it goes hand in hand because it's always kind of given me a, a platform mm. to tell people about Jesus. Like, it's like Coach Leipold always tells us, like we're we're seen as um, like we're, we're like influencers on this campus. You know what I mean? Like people kind of look up to us, whether we want them to or not. Um, we kind of set an example for people, and just having that platform is just an opportunity to tell people about Jesus. You know, share my story. Um, you know, opportunities like this right now. Like, sure. Yeah. That's just that's just kind of how I see it. Um, and as you know, as long as you keep your head on straight and you give all the glory to God, um, He'll keep on blessing you. Yeah, I, I love it. So. Knowing a little bit about football, you know, we know that the quarterback position is, you know, it's an important position. It's the signal caller. You've got the ball in your hand almost every play on offense. With that comes a large deal of leadership responsibility. Um, How do you sort of see yourself being developed as a leader? And what do you think are maybe some of your best leadership qualities? I'd say like encouraging my teammates um, and just building bonds, like building bonds with them. Um, Cause a lot, a lot of the stuff we talk about is like holding each other accountable. Um, you know, cause if you don't have accountability, then you're, you're just not going to get stuff done. But in order to hold people accountable, you really have to have that relationship with them. Mm. So I think first and foremost, as a leader, you have to be relatable and you have to be able to, you know, connect with your guys so that you can challenge them. Like, if someone's slacking off and I don't even like, I really like just know his name. I've never really had a conversation with him before. Like it's hard for me to tell him to, to pick it up when I, he's not going to, I mean, he might respond to me, but uh, most guys won't if they don't actually like know you or respect you. And sure. it's all, really all about that relationship. So I say for me, or just, just one of my strengths is trying to, build the relationships with those guys so mm. that we can all hold each other accountable they can hold me accountable too sure that's good did you find that as maybe more difficult this year with you know the state of everything with covid and quarantine isolation and all this stuff was it like harder to build relationships or did you still find plenty of ways to do so i think we found plenty of ways to do so but it was definitely more challenging in that most of our meetings and stuff were over zoom mm. so Luckily, I, I came early and I did get to experience some, you know, time in the quarterback room, like, you know, with my guys and with, with coach, like in person, just for a brief, like month before, you know, spring break happened and went home and then no one came back. <laughs> but um, yeah, even like new guys, like early enrollees who are coming in now, like, you know, a lot of stuff's in Zoom meetings and all that. It's definitely harder to build relationships through that, but definitely not impossible. Yeah. Cool. I love it. No, absolutely. I agree with that. And I, I think the it's the pros and cons of technology, right? And so it's like without really the zoom thing, we would, we would never would have met you really in any way. So I, I think it's pretty amazing for our listeners who don't know, we met Casey Bjorn. and I met Casey through an FCA 
really i want a leadership group yeah is that what you call it a leadership a leadership book yeah, yeah for, with one of our former guests that we've had on dan webster and we went through the real deal and that was really good and so it was really cool just even when we were in that group of just hearing your heart of just for others and how god's really shaping your life because how old are you again casey 19. Yeah, you're 19. So, I mean, and by the, in a few years, you're going to be the face of UB. So, and at some point, I'm, I wonder if we'll see in the league. So I'm excited to see how God's really going to shape your life. And maybe this is something we look back on the podcast, be like, man, he's really young in his faith, but he's, he's matured even more. And he, I think right now we're, we're seeing the foundational side of, of where you're at right now. So I'm excited for where you're headed. So speaking of, where you're headed um before we go of just even talking more ub football what do you feel like god has really taught you in 2020 i'd say he's taught me kind of how to be on my own to be honest because you know this is my first year like being away from my parents you know be like my own person like I said, like I've always, you know, gone to church and that's always just been something that, like, it's been a family thing. Like we all go to church together or we watch church together, but now I'm like on my own, I'm off of college. Like it's, it really is like, it's like my life now. Like I'm, I'm on my own. Um, so just like connecting with the church, connecting with, you know, great guys like you. Um, I think he's just shown me how to grow up and, you know, put roots down, you know, like good to like have a good foundation. Mm. Wow. Yeah. That, that's so good. So Casey looking forward a little bit here to next season, as we know, this season was, you know, it was a good season for UB football. Didn't quite, you know, win the Mac, like maybe you guys wanted to, but you were, you know, you were pretty close. You won the bowl games. So that's, you know, that's always a plus. What, what do we have to look forward to next season? What can we expect from UB football next year? I think we're gonna have another great season. Um, obviously, Jarrett went on to the NFL, but we've got a ton of great backs, um, ton of great, ton of great guys, to be honest. And uh, Coach Lee's pushing us harder than ever. I mean, I'm pretty dang sore right now. Not gonna lie, <laughs> but uh, yeah, this the strength and conditioning this off season has been no joke. I'd say definitely ramped up from last year and we're all very very motivated you know up in the weight room we'll have that score that uh ball state score and uh you know in the team room that we play every day they play the the uh film from the loss so just kind of using that as motivation for this year mm. i mean i think our, all our guys uh heads are in the right place right now and we're all just you know working hard one, one more question, and it's not about UB, but I, I got one question just because you're a Philly fan. I, I want a quick hot take on how you're feeling about the Eagles next year. And, and tell our listeners how you're an Eagles fan being from Florida, because I had to wrap my mind around that. <laughs> yeah, I just have, I mean, if you know any Philly fans, you know they are, they're, they're something else. Um, <laughs> just... They're a hearty bunch. But anyways, I have a lot of extended family that's, you know, hails from Philly. And, you know, they always come down and visit us in Florida for Christmas. And cool. they would just always just get me, like, Philly hats and socks and shirts. Like, that's all I would get from them. Like, they basically brainwashed me as a child. <laughs> You're baptized by Philly. Exactly. And people are always like, oh, like, what's your Florida team? And I really, like, don't have, like, you know, Miami, Jacksonville, or, or the Bucks. Like, I don't. 
I don't really have them. It's always been the the Eagles, just just because of them, to be honest. And you just, live near Tampa. You could have been you could have been a Super Bowl champion yeah, this yeah. year. If there's any time to hop on the bandwagon, <laughs> <it's now. laughs> staying Philly strong. But, so uh, so you're saying if I want. You know, if I want future relatives of mine that have kids, if I want them to be Bills fans, all I need to do is just buy them some hats, buy them some socks, buy them a shirt, buy them a sweatshirt. Buy their loyalty. And, and that'll work? It worked on me. I mean, I was just a little kid, and all, like, all I got to wear is, like, Eagles stuff right now. So um, Hey, that, that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. I love it. That, that's cool. So, Casey, just as we finish up here, do you have any final thoughts, uh, words of encouragement, anything like that for, for us and our listeners? Um, I'd say just trust in God, like no matter what season you're in, you know, just trust him with, with your journey or, or where you're at. Um, you know, everyone goes through different, different seasons of faith at different times, you know, and you never even know where other people might be at or what they're going through. So I just say trust in him and encourage each other. Awesome. And where can people find you on social? Uh, I'm, I'm on Twitter and Instagram, just at Casey Case. And yeah, I should show up at Casey Case or at Casey Case. He's, he's the tall UB quarterback, blonde. Yeah, <laughs> you'll be able to find him. Well, Casey, thanks for joining us today. This is a blast. And I'm sure we'll probably have you down the road again. So good to see you. Thank you, Casey, for joining us today. Bjorn, what were some of your thoughts of our conversation with Casey today? Yeah, it was a, it was a fun one. Always appreciate and love talking with Casey and catching up with him a little bit. Um, I think there, there was two things, but one, one of the first things that stood out to me was when he was talking about discipline talking about the discipline that his dad sort of instilled in him from a young age, coming from military background, and just seeing how much that has benefited, you know, Casey throughout his life, whether it's, you know, being on time to practice or to class or whatever, making sure he puts in the work. um, All of that just goes it goes a lot farther than maybe you think. Um, you know, being the first one back out to coach after a water break, like you may think that's a small thing, but that shows a coach a lot. And being on time to practice, you know, these things, as we talked with leadership later, like those are things that earn respect from not only coaches, but players. Um, and so that was really big for me because I know for me, something I, discipline is tough for me it just is and I, I try to be I try to be disciplined in a lot of different areas and it's it's hard for me so I love that Casey's dad was really intentional with instilling discipline in him at an early age and that Casey's been able to sort of use that throughout his life so yeah. that that was one for me what about you yeah I loved how you asked the question of kind of what makes a good leader mm. and he had a great response and he said one of the, my qualities is being an encourager mm. encouraging his teammates Especially as a quarterback, when you run that huddle, you got to be in charge. You got to know your guys, and especially encouraging them is is so key and crucial. Yeah. But one of the things that I really loved was you can't. He said you can't call out a guy if you do not have a relationship with him. And man, that's so true. I, I think oftentimes, you know, some people we don't know. Maybe it was in sports. Maybe think about from your soccer days. Maybe sure. Some some guys you call out, and it's like oh, I don't really know them, and it doesn't mean as much. But or we've all been called out by somebody that we think, who are they to tell me what to do? They Completely. don't know me. 
because they don't have a relationship with you and it's, right. you take that the wrong way. And those thoughts of like, why are, why are they doing that? It's, it's easy to get discouraged, but sure. I think with Casey is, it's more that shepherd approach, come alongside them yeah. and let's, let, let, let me walk alongside you and, and show you how we can get better. I love that. And, right. And I think even being in those FCA leadership groups with him and just seeing him develop, he's only 19. Mm-hmm. And I think I'm excited just to see how God's going to develop him and launch him to where he goes next. Yeah. And maybe it's, he's doing something else with his life. Maybe he's a professional athlete. I don't know, but either way, it, it doesn't really matter where he ends up. I, I know that God's going to make him be, be a leader one day. Mm-hmm. So that's, what's exciting. Yeah, absolutely. And I think it, that really, you know, him building those relationships, I think really starts with, you know, what I talked about earlier with the discipline is when the other players see that he's willing to put in the work, that's when they open up and say, okay, I'm willing to listen to that guy because he's not telling me something that he's not willing to do himself first, right. which I think is huge. The The last thing, my biggest reflection point was I, I loved hearing about his story he talked about two sort of tipping points in his life with faith. There was, you know, the injury in sixth grade, and then there was right before junior year, trying to switch schools, you know, private to public. Should I do it? Should I not? And he talked about how he's praying through that with his family. And, you know, that that's something we hear all the time. Yeah, we've been praying about it. We've been praying about it. We've been praying about it. Right. But very seldom do I hear people express how prayer requests have been answered. Whether God said yes, whether he said no, whether he said maybe. But I love that Casey's able to reflect on his life and be able to put his finger and say, that was when I saw God answer this prayer request. Mm. Where Trevor Simeon, this pro football quarterback, was at that game on that day. Like, how often does that happen? Probably not very often. Well, I believe strongly that God probably put Trevor there for a reason and gave Casey the courage to walk up to him as this high school kid and talk to him. Right. And just happened that Trevor was able to speak some wisdom into him. Mm. And now Casey being able to see how that has worked out and how his dream was to play college football and having that conversation gave him that answer of, okay, yeah, I think this is the right choice for me to go to this big public school, to play football in high school, to give myself an opportunity to play in college. And then a couple years later, and it, it here was he is a similar in story. It was a similar story of like Trevor was coming from, like he transferred from a private school to public school, and it's very similar to where mm-hmm. Casey was. Yeah, at. and that's and that's why you have to you can't think oh coincidence like no right. like God is intentional with everything He does, and no, that's just good. one way that God was intentional in that moment with Casey right. and Casey and his parents were faithful and open to hear from God, and they heard from Trevor that okay yeah maybe this is a good decision right made that decision boom rest of history <laughs> rest is history well so, casey thanks for joining us today. yeah and, and my last encouragement to our listeners is with your prayer requests with the things that you ask god for don't stop listening don't stop seeking answers and also when god does answer prayers acknowledge that and be grateful be grateful that God has answered those. And if you ever have people praying for you, I know for me, I've been recently in, in the house searching process, trying to buy a house with my fiance, all this stuff. And I know there's tons of people that have been praying for us. And, you know, God answered all of our prayers in ways that we didn't know we wanted, but they were answered. And it's been so fun to be able to tell all of our prayer warriors that, thank you for praying. Here's how God answered this prayer request. And to be able to sort of 
fulfill them in, hey, your prayers did not go in vain. Um, so I encourage you guys, if you have prayer requests that have been answered, uh, share that. Share with people how God has answered your prayer requests. And next week, everybody, we're having UB's punter, Evan Finnegan. What a story. What a guy. He broke his leg and eventually became friends with Joe Theismann. We talk about that and much more. Here's an excerpt. I'd say once you get into the good leader, you're kind of focusing on how to elevate guys around you. Um, that's something that our coaches talk about all the time is like, you can be consistent with yourself, but if you're not bringing teammates along with you, um, you're not elevating our standard or you're not making our team as good as it could be. Thanks for listening to the Sweat Room Sports and Faith Podcast. We hope you enjoyed. If you'd like to stay connected with us, you can find us on Facebook and Instagram at Watermark Sports, on Twitter at Sweat Room Pod, and our new blog at watermarkwesleyan.com slash blog. Until next time, get it, got it, and give it. Thanks for listening to The Sweat Room, a podcast of Watermark Wesleyan Church. 